You're listening to episode 93 with yours truly, the Rogue Water Team. This episode is brought to you by Rogue Water Lab. Hi, this is Christina Ahmedpour, Managing Director at Isle Utilities. This is the podcast that is demonstrating the value of communication in the water sector. It's water in real life with my friends, the H2 duo, Stephanie Corso and Ariane Shipley. We are proud to announce our new nonprofit venture, Rogue Water Lab. A tribe, an experience, a calling, a hub where you can learn, connect, and grow. The lab is cultivating the next generation of innovators in water communication and education. Why? Because progress is a human story. And those who tell the stories rule the world. So the question now belongs to you. Are you ready to join the revolution? So this is a big day, y'all. Big episode here because first time, well, I guess not technically first time, but it's a time that we get to claim her as our own. But first time mm-hmm. we have our own chief revolution strategist on the podcast with us, Nash in the house. Hey girl. Hi ladies. <laughs> so as you are well aware, there is a lot of blogs, po- social posts, kind of just all, all the word out about remote working right now. This is something mm-hmm. that we've all been doing for a while now. So we want yeah. to throw, <laughs> to throw our two cents out there. Um, because this is something that while not new to us, we're both, or I mean, all three of us are kind of experiencing in a whole d- new way because it's, it's a different animal when you don't have a choice. Mm-hmm. Um, and while you're, you don't have the option to get outside of go eat at a restaurant, take a break yeah, when you yeah. can't remote from somewhere else. And so mm-hmm. We wanted to put our rogue two cents out there for you guys to to keep in mind. And it's just going to be like a fun conversation with some of the things that we've learned over the past few years doing this. Uh, and definitely a positive way to look at this as this can also be an opportunity for just a new perspective, the way we look at things and the way we communicate. And Nosh is going to dive into some more details of that later as well as giving us some historical <laughs> examples and context as only Nosh could, as well as who knew other- the bubonic plague could be an inspiration. Who knew? I mean, relevant. <laughs> um, plus some other great resources that we all use to just kind of keep a level head while we're going through this. Some um, examples mm-hmm. are like Seth Godin and Brene Brown. So we'll be talking somewhere about those either at the end and throughout. So these are the, Rogue Waters, top 12 things to remember when working from home. Top 13. Oh, top 13. Sorry. Got added one <laughs> last minute. <laughs> You're supposed to make them an odd number when you do list. Yeah, calls, top so 13. Thank you for making that odd. As usual, Ariane making things odd. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to kick this one off because this is one of my favorite Nosh stories, actually. <laughs> oh, boy. I can't believe we're starting with this. <laughs> And it's funny because I saw a post from our friend Stephen Sanders uh, over there in New York. What's up, Stephen? And he said, do you have to, his tweet said something like, do you need to wear pants for all these video, Zoom video calls? And I was like, yes, please wear pants because you never know. Um, you should wear pants on Zoom, Skype or other kind of video, <laughs> video calls for this. Uh, because even if you look all business on top, Inevitably, something happens where you have to jump up really quick. And then if you do that, it's, yeah. So we were on this Zoom chat with, <laughs> with Nash one day, just like a brainstorm sesh and looked totally like, I mean, like Nash is this beautiful young lady who always looks so well put together. And so of course looked that way already. And then I forgot what happened. I feel like Someone she had to came, answer the door or something. Yeah, someone, yeah, something like that. And she hopped on. We were like, oh. <laughs> she was in short shorts. Yeah, she was in like pajama shorts or something like that. So it was. Uh, I mean, let's really let funny. her speak. What were you yeah. in? <laughs> non professional loungewear. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah, that was one of our learning lessons was oh, wait, you should wear pants when you're on Zoom slash Skype you should. Yeah. Yeah. And, and actually for me, it is more about, um, the mindset of getting dressed in the morning. Mm -hmm. 
of course, there's the danger of hopping up and being seen in your loungewear by your colleagues. But there's just something that changes psychologically when you create some structure for your day, when you get ready. I mean, I know even when I'm going out into the world for meetings or to a cafe, if I'm dressed in a more professional outfit, I have a more professional mindset. I'm more inclined to, to, to be a professional when I'm dressed the part. Yeah. So this brings us to our second um, top, our second one on the list, I guess. Um, and that's my favorite. Um, so we used to ask the question of, you know, what's like one thing you do to, that drives productivity? And mine was always just seemed so boring compared to everyone else's because it, it was just take a shower. And now it's like literally the number one piece of advice you can mm-hmm. give anyone re- working remotely is start your day with a shower um, and actually like get dressed, brush your teeth, do your hair. If you wear makeup, put it on, like maintain that routine that you and your family have um, as best as you can, because that same thing, like you want to like get your mind ready for, I'm going to be productive and work. And, and, um, and John Acuff, one of my favorite authors, he just like retweeted about this. Like it's one of his most famous tweets. He retweets, I feel like every year um, that, you know, his free advice was start your day with a shower and dress like you normally do. And I love that he says, like, if you are wearing your pajama pants, they're like a breeding ground for depression by day three or something like that. (laughs) Flannel feels like failure by day three. Yeah. (laughs) So true, too. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been, uh, I get like, I was going to tag this on hearing, you know, Nosh talk about how it is the mindset. It is, is totally a mindset. And so, you know, let's be real. Our, if we don't have a specific meeting or where we're going to be seeing a client or something like that, our office wear, even when professional, is still like on the casual side. I mean, I'm a hard casual. Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing business about Ariane's <laughs> casual. So, and like for me, I've been, I've been like struggling with with my current weight situation and not being happy with it. And so like wearing anything with a button is just super annoying for me right now. So I wear a lot of tights anyways. And so now, even though I do wear tights as kind of my lounge wear, I have now my, I make sure to change at least from my pajama tights to my work tights. So that I still am creating yeah. a mindset for myself. <laughs> it's not okay to wear your jammies all day and then go to bed in your same pair of jammies. You got to change your jammies out. Like, I don't care if it's three times a day, change them out. But uh, <laughs> so it seems like you got to talk the talk, walk the walk, wear the pants, take the shower. Yeah. 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 All those things. So um, that takes us to number three. And uh, another, a new Nosh story is that today when we signed in for our weekly ghost meeting that we have with our Rogue Water team, Nosh was underwater with a scuba diver (laughs) goggles on because she had found this awesome filter to use. And I was like, this is amazing. So, but if you don't have a fun background like that, it is very, very wise to check your background before you video chat oh, and boy. see like what your audience is is going to see. Um, and not only see, but hear too. So we've several times before we've gotten on calls with clients, I've had Ariane. I have to clean uh, my background all well. the time. <laughs> like I'm all scurrying in the back, like what's on my nightstand, what toys on the ground. My desk used to be used to be like a um, a 90 degree, you know, difference. It was up against a wall. And I realized like after like three months of doing that, that I had piles of shoes and you could see my closet and my dirty clothes hamper that was overflowing. And I was like, Hmm, that's probably not the greatest look for a professional. Um, so I had to switch my desk around and now you can see a beautiful map behind me and that's it. Very worldly of you. (laughs) So in some of his tips, Seth Godin talks about when doing video calls to make sure that you sit like pretty close to your screen so that, um, you know, you're the person that's on the call and you're trying to make this face to face. And so that kind of helps with that eliminates some of the background, but it's good to do like a little check with, you Mm -hmm. know, what I was going to say, Ariane, is that, I mean, now being at home, you had to let me know that what 
is going on behind me and my living room looks okay, you know? So yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, it's, uh, it's also not just video, it's sound. And mm-hmm. that leads me to one of my favorite Ariane stories. Oh boy. But you're going to tell it. <laughs> oh, this is okay. So we were on a call with a, a group of, you know, really important people. Um, and I think we were wrapping up the call here and I had muted myself for the most part. Um, but my kids were here just like a lot of people experience, you know, you're on chats, video calls, and your kids are running throughout the house. So you mute yourself. That's the number one rule. Um, but when you decide to talk, um, make sure you mute yourself back because at one point my kid ran in and I, and she was not feeling well. And I was like, uh, are you about to throw up? <laughs> and this was like not muted. So everybody on the call heard that. And I'm sure they were like, what the F is going on here? <laughs> and without further ado, we ended that uh, meeting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for me, this also goes for pets too, though, because mm-hmm. I've learned being here that I have to put my dog up in his in, in the bedroom whenever I'm doing video calls or recording, because inevitably when I get on a call, the mailman or woman or whoever is going to come to the door and he's, and he's a hundred pound German shepherd. So it's not a, it's not a cute little, little bark. No, it's a deafening house filling noise. So ear filling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, this for me also speaks to having a nice designated space for working. I think especially for people who are new to working from home, it's really easy to work from bed or mm. eat your breakfast while you look at emails or but I think maintaining that, that designated space, it'll help you keep your mindset focused on work when you're in that space. So whether it's carving out a little corner for yourself or mm-hmm. um, whatever makes sense for you, and I know that is possible for everybody, but it really does help me get my mind into the right mode. Right. And we can all vouch for these um, tight quarters. Not sure in what a 600 square foot high rise apartment. (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, I'm in a, a a little bit bigger, but not much bigger um, house myself. And so I'm in my room and I have my own, I still had to make my own space, you know, even though I don't have a door to keep the kids out. (laughs) I have a really mean look. Really, really. Mean. <laughs> I'm in a three thousand square foot mansion, so I'm. Just you, kidding. she is basically. I'm not. Well, compared to, yeah. <laughs> now I'm in my my grandparents' old house. I think it's like twelve hundred square feet or something like that. But it's like that open, uh, that open feel. So every room, I feel like it, it's just like a bigger studio, but with bedrooms that have doors. So yeah, it's not like, a studio at all. Yeah. <laughs> But everything feels like it's in the same room. So, yeah. Uh, something that I've been doing too, and so I've been working from home for a year now, and, and suddenly it's become a lot harder to work from home because it's no longer a choice. Yeah. I also used to go to the library. The public library in downtown San Francisco is right. and beautiful, and it was a great escape for me. Or cafes for a few hours, or a co-working sure. space. Or there was all these options. And sometimes when I'm feeling stuck or bored or whatever it is changing up my physical space can really help. So I have been messing around with creating different little workspaces throughout the day. So if I need a change of scenery, I'll pull out my meditation cushion and get my lap desk and you know make a little floor seat for myself or something just to, to mix it up. It really helps my brain reactivate. Totally. I've been doing a similar thing, like front porch in it or um, yeah, just finding a little chair in a corner and just kind of sitting there for a little bit. Um, it, I call it the timeout chair for my kids, but for myself, it's, you know, I'll call it a meditation <laughs> chair then now that you say that. <laughs> makes it cooler. Yeah. I would say yeah. that that's probably the biggest thing that I've struggled with is, I mean, even I think since the very beginning, Ariane and I had just a super small office space. The office space that we're in now is not significantly larger than our starter space, but we can't quite reach out and literally touch each touch each other's shoulders the way that we used to be able to in the, in the other place. But that was something that was really, I needed that. Like I needed mm-hmm. to get out of here because I just, I look around and I'm like, oh, I could be doing this or I could be doing that. And so that, that was definitely has been a struggle. And so I do have the chair that's right behind me that I normally do all my work in when I, I had to bring my big computer home from the office. And so I've been trying to mix it up in that way too, but mm-hmm. that's a good suggestion, Nash. I will take that. and. 
we are still able to, you know, I try to walk my dog at least once a day today just to get outside because that's, mm-hmm. it's either shower or on walks where my ideas come from. So I have yeah. to like keep those going. You can't shower all day. I can't. I'll get all Just keep her in the shower. Um, so number four, I felt was really important. It's another quote uh, or an idea or tip from John Acuff. And for me, it's kind of been my 2020 mantra uh, about giving yourself grace. Um, so, you know, you go and, and you're working from home suddenly and you think you're going to be just as productive as you were at the office or, or you want to be or, you know, we have to admit to ourselves that it's a little different and that's okay. And now we have kids involved or other spouses or, you know, different things going on, dogs bothering us. Um, and so it's really important to give ourselves grace and um, find solutions that work for each of our own families and personal lives. And, you know, like for me, it was figuring out that my grand, my mother-in-law, she lives next door to me and so she's able to take two of the kids um, and do schoolwork. And my husband and I will swap taking the, the three-year-old, the boy. Um, so we're, we're kind of doing that and, and just kind of playing every single day like by ear, and, but also having to relay that, what I'm doing to my employees or Stephanie um, so we can all be on the same page so we can all give each other grace about what's going on here. Yeah. I think it's where it's a funny balancing right now of mm-hmm. forgiving yourself, being easy on yourself, understanding that you're not just going to jump right into 40 hour of 40 hours of productivity time in a week while also having high expectations for yourself and, sure. and having to be self-motivated to get stuff done. And uh, so it's, it's, it's kind of a funny place to be balancing where you want to do it all, but you also have to accept that you can't do it all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And last week was pretty hard. I mean, I think that was like a week of a, a week of adjustments. I know that, you know, Nash, you had talked about that was hard. That was a hard week for me too. And I meant to begin with this by saying that like, I'm not God nor your employer, but I want to give everyone the permission to give themselves some grace about <laughs> yeah. last week. I mean, all of us were in this together and trying to figure out like, what is going on? This new temporary normal and that changed um, every single day from five hundred to two fifty to fifty to ten to <laughs> stay in your house and do not move. You know, yeah, it just for some reason really impacted focus, and so um, definitely give yourself some grace on on last week, and you know, maybe even you know, if you drank a little bit to. more than normal, that's okay. <laughs> uh, but like I. On, I think it was on Friday when I really committed to just kind of like letting that go. And then I just said, you know, Monday I'm going to start with a clean slate. And so I even have like, I set myself some goals for this week that are things that if I get these things done, then are like daily things just to like mm-hmm. kind of to get used to this like new normal routine here to help me out. So yeah, give yourself some grace, peeps. Mm-hmm. So number five, um, I'll intro it and let you kind of talk a little bit more about it. But a lot of people have tested out new platforms um, this last week. And something that we learned was, you know, how you should really test these out ahead of time before the actual meeting start or before a recording starts or um, something like that, because things are inevitably going to go wrong. Technology is still technology and will always like, you know, destroy us when we're trying to look our best. So Stephanie, can you talk a little bit about like using Mural and how we had to use Skype? (laughs) Yeah. So a lot of us are working with new tools that we may have never used before or that we're not familiar with. We had a meeting of our advisory board for our nonprofit, AKA the League of Provocateurs that was scheduled for uh, a few, yeah, I don't even think it was a few weeks ago, like a week ago, guys, like time is like in a vacuum oh right now. God. But, um, and so initially ago. before things kind of went completely off the rails, we were thinking of ways to make this a virtual, a virtual meeting. And we are huge fans of Luma, which is our design thinking Institute that we use a lot in the work that we do. And through them, I found out about this company called Mural.co 
that allows you to do a lot of those activities virtually. We haven't played around with it a ton, but I definitely recommend everybody check it out because uh, it's a way to do some of these activities that are usually more hands-on. Um, uh, For example, virtually. like, yeah, we could, there's a stack of post-its um, on my screen and I got to doodle different stick figures um, or write down different ideas or cloud bubbles. Um, so you can still do a lot of the same things that you would do normally on post-it notes. Yeah. So um, to, like note, stay, yeah. So to stay with the theme of this, uh, this top five, whatever uh, list that we're doing, I, it was making me really nervous because I found this, I think literally the day or the day before, like, the day before, two days before, we were going to try and do this virtually. Mm -hmm. So not being able to kind of get in there and get our hands dirty and play around with it too much before was really making me nervous. So that's one reason that we talk about just getting in there and experimenting and playing. You know, we had our friend Steven sign in and kind of, and I had Ariane get on there and, and Nosh and play along with it just to see what it looked like from my end, from their end. Mm -hmm. But I mean, also we did recently an interview with Travis Loop and I mean, we could do Zoom in our with our eyes closed. We're so familiar with this platform. And even though we've been on Skype from here from time to time, we've never just done it to record a podcast or anything like that. And so it was it was like a brand new tool for us too. And you know, we consider ourselves to be pretty savvy in that regard now. But um we did. There we was a learning us, curve. Yeah. yeah. It took us a few minutes to figure out how to get how to get logged in, how to make sure that all of our sound was coming through correctly that our audio was working because he does use video in his, uh, his, the water loop and, uh, yeah. And they had emojis. And so we're all like playing around with that stuff. So get on there, especially if digital virtual is, is really new to you and just get on the phone with somebody trusted and, and play around with it so that whenever it is time to go, you can. Yeah. Just leave yourself a few extra minutes for setup. Yeah. Um, one of the things that we've also found really helpful as a tool that we use in addition to... I'm going to do like the radio. Number six. Oh, thanks. <laughs> <laughs> you should have started from one. Damn it. Sorry, <laughs> right, from here on out. Uh, one of the other tools that we use to, to chat as a group is Slack. And it's just so much easier to communicate that way, especially when you're just having conversations about a variety of different topics and this way it doesn't get lost in email chains or text messages or a combination of both spam you, folders. Yeah. Oh God, <laughs> especially just spam folders. So you can talk, you can create channels to talk about specific projects or specific topics, but also you can go back in there and say, Hmm, I think one day last week I was talking about this idea and I can search Slack for, idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then hopefully find it. So we found that to be really useful. What do you, how, what have you guys thought with using Slack? Yeah. Much better than email. Same. It's way easier to track stuff. Yeah. It's isolated. It, yeah. It's much better. But I like that you can use different, um, like, you know, they have different channels. They call them channels, but it's really just hashtags. Um, so we have some that are just for us three, or we have some that is for the whole team, or you can direct message each other. I love that. And you can have some that are just for fun. So um, you can just be one gift after another. And you can also, I wish they were more like gift friendly because I'm a heavy gift user. So mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. Definitely. my favorite thing. Slack if you're listening. <laughs> yeah, there you go. My <laughs> favorite thing about it is for someone like me who jumps around in my brain, um, I'll like throw an idea out there or throw something out out there and Stephanie can create a thread or she'll write something and I'll create a thread. And you can just kind of like, you're not, it's not like in a text message where you're, you're writing, you're writing, you're writing, and it's just bam, bam, bam. Like I can go back to that last, you know, fourth, the fourth text before and, and answer that one question she had way up there. Um, so that's something I really like. You can also upload images and documents. Oh and my gosh. Like that. So you can share amazing that way as well. And then go back and easily find those two. So it's just, mm -hmm. it's been, it's proven to be a great tool for us because the, I mean, all of our team members are remote. And so that's mm -hmm. been a great way to do that. But another one, that we've had that helps Ariane through our weekly ghost meetings. And I'll let her talk about for number seven. Number seven. Oh, well, um, so I discovered monday.com. Actually, I'll give two different people credit. Um, Swift Comply, hey. shout out. 
you guys um, mentioned that to us like almost a freaking year ago. We were like, whatever. We use Trello. We like Trello. And we still do love Trello a lot. Um, But 12 Midnight, shout out, Mm. also said we use monday.com. And I thought, okay, two people, two groups I really respect are using this. So I checked it out um, about three months ago and I'm in love. Like I, my whole life is on there now. Um, it's really just a project management tool, software, cloud-based. Um, and it's, it's been really helpful. Um, you can do you know, your whole team on there. You can do different departments. You can do something personal like one board or it's kind of hard to explain, but it's super easy and you can change the different styles for your different mindsets. So someone who likes the more spreadsheet look versus the calendar look versus the list look. Um, And for people who like to cross things off their list, it's amazing, (laughs) especially because everything that you check off as done then becomes a llama and you have a llama farm. <laughs> we love our llama farm. I love my llama farm. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we use this. To, so our ghost meetings, ghost is G-O-S-T and. Get our stuff I was together. I say the other word that we. Get really our use, shit but together. Thank for, <laughs> but thank you for being G-rated brought home by Ariane. So uh, yeah, so it's get our stuff SHIT together, uh, meetings that we have weekly with our team. And the way that we do this is we have, or we just recently started doing this in 2020, but, um, I try to start with either, I try to be inspirational. Sometimes I'm not always inspirational, but if there's something that I'm reading or that I've seen that really kind of stirred me, I'll share that and maybe stir others. Uh, for example, I found this funny little personality test that we all took. That's one of the most simple personality tests you can ever take just to see about like working with one another and how other people work better or better ways to work with people who are a circle versus a square versus a squiggly line, et cetera. Uh, So I did something like that one time, or then I talked about this power of moments book, which has like, I read a lot of books, but there's some books that just completely change my methodology and my way that I approach things. And that was one of them. Number eight. <laughs> so I have to give a shout out to Christina Ahmadpour from Isle because uh, we had a conversation with her several weeks ago before the pandemic had really hit in the United States. And she, her team is 100% remote in the, in the U.S. And so she talked about how they have these virtual happy hours and she inspired us to do the something similar for Rogue Water, which we had our very first virtual happy hour last week. Which let's hold on. Let's give ourselves a little credit because we did have a virtual birthday celebration back in November. That is true. Yeah. That see? is true. So we were making this cool back then. Yeah. <laughs> so back in November. <laughs> <laughs> so Nosh could come to our birthday party only because. Yeah. I was there. She was there. So yeah. that. Your mother cursed at me, Stephanie. Oh, yeah, that's right. Somehow she (laughs) thought it was me that I would. Okay, that's like my mom is a whole nother podcast episode. Um, (laughs) A hilarious series. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we should get my mom on here and talk about water one day. That would be epic. But yes, you are right. I will give us credit where credit is due. We had that. And that was really cool. That was the first time we'd ever done that. And actually more people tuned in than I thought would. (laughs) So that was fun. Yeah. So we did have our, our first, I guess, official rogue water virtual happy hour. Um, you bring your own drinks, you sit at your desk and you chat. (laughs) Or in your closet or in your closet, depending on the size of your apartment. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, and I, I have to give us even more credit because we, have been doing this sort of thing for a long time. Uh, you know, Zoom stock go to meeting has skyrocketed because people still need to be connected. And there's something that happens in person that doesn't happen remotely, but you can capture some of that by having video calls, video meetings, video get togethers. So we already do this, but as much as possible, unless there's a really good reason not to, like you're on the move, you're driving, 
whatever it is, use video, use Google Hangouts is free. The quality is pretty good. Whatever you're doing, do it so you can see the person that you're talking to, that you're having a meeting with. It's going to be a more productive, more valuable time. Absolutely. And we can, uh, I mean, and the cool thing about things like Zoom is that it's also an app that you can download on your phone. So if you are in the go or don't have internet to your your computer or laptop or something, this is still something that you can get on your phone. You know, for instance, we went into the problem where some people who work for cities or utilities, their city issued laptop doesn't have a camera or or something along that lines. And it's in it's a way that they mm-hmm. can still participate and have that face to face, but do it from <clears throat> their phone instead. Um, our um our landlord, I guess is what you could call him, um, Red Productions, they own the building that we office out of. They have been doing um, a group, a live stream of like a yoga um, group session. So someone will be in the studio and just doing yoga and the whole group gets on and, and can you can do it from your house with other people. So I think that's a really cool thing. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's not all about the alcohol. You can still like <laughs> meditate together or maybe you just want to do some yoga or just hang out or you know, sometimes mm-hmm. we just put Zoom on in the background just so we're not alone yeah. um doing work and just kind of to able to have those ad hoc organic conversations that you would in the office like, "Oh, hey Steph, did what do you think about this?" or um Excuse me, I bumped into well, you in the hallway, except, you know, <laughs> it's in our own office and been meaning to talk to you about this. So, uh, my husband and I, we are supposed to be moving, well, to Colombia next week. That is now indefinitely on hold, but we are still moving out of the city, out of our apartment. We'd already given notice the utilities will be turned off, all of that. And so, we were hosting a going away party, open house. We have a ton of house plants that we're putting into foster homes with our <laughs> dear friends. And the uh, the party yesterday, we ended up having a remote open house, a virtual open house. And we probably had 40 or 50 people stop by over the course of five hours where we had three cameras set up in our apartment so you could see every different Aww. angle as though you were there. Oh my gosh. <laughs> First of all, where was my invite? I would love to have said bye to all of your plants. <laughs> There's still time. <laughs> Uh, that was just an oversight on my part. No, I love that idea. Uh, so, but like still finding ways to connect and, um, this wasn't in our list of, of lucky 13, but you know, there, there are plenty of small businesses that are struggling Mm -hmm. right now. And a lot of them require in-person time to make money. I mean, I have quite a few friends who either own yoga studios or are yoga instructors, musicians, or dancers or whatever it is, almost everyone in these performing Mm -hmm. arts and these physical categories, they no longer have an income. And I have so many friends who are being creative and innovative and giving free yoga classes online live stream and asking for donations. And I bet people are pretty generous in supporting them. So it's a finding a way to keep yourself sane and also stay connected to your community and support your community. Yeah. I'll just add, I've seen that a couple of times with some of my favorite um, musicians where you know, they're on Facebook live and Facebook already has that ability to accept and receive money or send and receive money. Um, and so that was one thing that they definitely, you know, they set up, they play all your favorite songs. They can take requests and take a tip. Yeah. So I thought that was really cool. Creative. So let's go to, uh, number nine. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, this is really important, especially, working from home is to take breaks. I think we, we get a lot more breaks when we're at an office than we think that we do because we have to, I don't know, we just get up and the bathroom's way down the hallway, (laughs) the water coolers on the other side of the office. And you inevitably pass the office of like your besties 12 midnight and you have to stop and chat and, you know, see what they're up to in their little creative world. And so it's, we need to remember that when when we're home too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just going to add that, you know, a couple different ways that I will purposely take breaks is, you know, when you're in the mode, you, you're like, I can just, you know, hammer through this for the next hour. But um, you also know you have a pile of laundry and maybe you have some meals to cook in the next couple hours. So that's kind of been my, okay, wait a minute. 
I'm not going to hammer through this and stress myself out over this. I'm going to take a break, do something totally different to get my mind thinking um, about it in a different way. And so I'll get up and I'll just something as simple as switching the laundry out or um, cooking up the chicken for dinner later on, um, just so I can do something that doesn't take a lot of energy, but it's letting me kind of get away from the screen for a minute, give my brain a break, and then I can kind of get back into things. So um, I'll set timers, even though I hate my phone and I don't bring it with me everywhere I go. Uh, my timers are creative in like one episode of you know a Netflix show that I really want to watch. So it's going on in the background when I hear it, you know, going to the next episode, I'm like, oh, time's up. Got to get back to work now. So that's how I've been doing it. (laughs) Work blocks, though, I think is the point is making sure that you're not just trying to power through an eight to five day that you're setting aside time for yourself to get outside, to feel the wind on your skin, to have a quiet moment, um, definitely to get away from screens. I know that a lot of us use screens as both the place to be productive and the place to Mm -hmm. escape. And so uh, this is our next tip, but I think it's really important to set very strict limits on television and social media. Um, number nine plus number 10. Yeah. And, and, you know, to your point, getting outside and, and doing that, I mean, I, I think that's one of the things that I've actually enjoyed one of the things that I've enjoyed about being home is that I'm able to walk my dog every day now. And that's again, to my point, the shower and walks are the places where I get my best mm-hmm. ideas. And it's just this, it's dedicated white space that I create for my brain to just mm-hmm. not have to focus on something or a screen or anything. Like that. And man, you talk about setting limits. I was just talking about this with Wendy Wilkes via Instagram uh, this morning is, one of the biggest time sucks in the world to me right now is TikTok. Oh my God. And I have to be very strategic about when I get on there and I have to really be mindful about how much time because all of a sudden I can look up and be like, did I really just spend 30 minutes watching all these videos about a guy and his pet fox? Yes. Yes, I did. And I'll never and the videos are back. eight <laughs> seconds. So think about how many of that is. <laughs> It's a lot. Yeah. So set those limits in whatever way you can and just get up and walk away right now. I mean, we need to get away from that. (laughs) I mean, the thing about going into an office is that there's a routine that's created for you. And part of that is by social Mm -hmm. pressure. You know, you're not going to be screwing off all day if you have a boss and colleagues and people who are expecting things from you. But when you're home, it's a lot easier when your coworkers are your German shepherd and your five-year-old twins, you know, it's, uh, it's a lot easier to screw off and and to not get your stuff done. And then all of a sudden an entire day has passed or you've watched 45 minutes of TikTok Mm -hmm. videos. So, uh, something I want to circle back on once we get through our 13 is using this time as an opportunity, taking advantage of the gift that is more time, time inside time to ourselves. Um, and if you find yourself on social media and watching TV all day, you are definitely not taking advantage of this gift yeah. of time. So are we ready to go on to number 11? Yeah. And I also yes. think that because it's not just us that are at home, it's everyone. So for, and that means something a little different to everyone too, but that could be, you're now at home with your spouse or with your kids or with your pets who mine is now banging on the door to get out. But, uh, but we have to remember that and be mine. The pet, yeah. not the kid. <laughs> My kids are banging on the door too. Yeah. But you know, we have to be mindful now that this is, this is a really weird situation that we're in. And while all of us may be able to get eight hours in a day still at some point, it may not be from eight to five, like it used mm-hmm. to be when we were leaving and going to an office. Well, I don't think it should be or needs to be, you know, it doesn't have to be anymore. Yeah, I think that's one of those. They're still living within that like traditional framework, you know? Sure. I just, yeah, I, I, I almost hope that everyone does in Nosh's point, like take advantage or see this as an opportunity to see that you don't have to do eight to five. If you are an early riser, Stephanie, um, and you, you know, are your best from the four to four to two, or maybe you're more like me and you're better from like the later shift, um, then I think that's an opportunity for you to to try it out. And, you know, you just have those conversations with your the people you're checking in with and 
and working with, but, um, you know, you can definitely try something other than the normal eight to five Monday through Friday. Yeah. I think the key is to just be really clear about it and communicate it. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. If your hours are outside of normal business hours, because you're trying to get as much as you can do while the kids are still sleeping or something like just be clear about that and, and who, you know, you're working with or who's mm-hmm. relying on you for different projects or deliverables and stuff like that. And so that everybody just kind of is heads up of what, where everyone's at in their individual situations. Yeah. Cause we say normal business hours, yeah. but not anymore. <laughs> you know, people aren't getting, picking their kids up from school. People aren't having to be at work by, you know, eight o'clock and deal with a commute and everything. So there are just all different that's just something to me, it's exciting that we can, a new normal can be, can be made, you know, across the nation and in the world. Like we don't have to do what was always done. And I mean, for us, I think there's like, I think, I think of this as like three parts. Uh, The first is that it's a cool opportunity to find out when you're most productive. Like when should you be doing your creative work? When should you be doing your email diligence, the kind of monotonous stuff that really is, is pretty boring, but doesn't require a lot of mental acuity. Um, Finding out for yourself Mm -hmm. when your best times are, it's going to help you be a much more productive person, human in the long run. The second is once you figure that out and you want to try to adapt your schedule to that, make sure the yeah. people who depend on you for meetings know <laughs> when those times are. I mean, it's going to be better if you if you share that and have a support network and can plan meetings around that mm-hmm. sort of thing. Um, and the the third part of that is, of course, taking into account your family and making sure that you are spending quality time with them and getting the things done that are required of your life outside of you as this like mm-hmm. person experimenting with how you mm-hmm. best work. Yeah. For sure. I mean, for us too, we're dealing with different time zones. So that's oh, yeah. another like maybe uh, before that wasn't necessarily. I just think of it as Nosh just doesn't wake up till 10 o'clock <laughs> <laughs> every day. <laughs> so yeah. So being mindful of that too, because that all plays in there too. What I don't want to happen is I don't want it to be that all of a sudden some people are working like 16 hour days now because they're like mm-hmm. accounting for the person that starts here and here and here. So like being mindful of everyone's and finding like the situation that best fits, like mm-hmm. compromising the situation mm-hmm. that best, best works for everyone. So yeah. Number 12. Speaking, it kind of goes right into um, what we were talking about, and that's, you know, how specificity matters. And, you know, you've got to manage your expectations by being very specific about um, when something is due or how quickly you would like this assignment turned around. Just setting that expectation or setting that due date, like, this isn't, this is something I need done, but it's not something that needs to be done immediately. It can be done on Monday. Um, That is what's going to make it make or break this whole virtual life for everyone, I feel like, because, um, you know, what we think is important, um, we need to say that to someone and you have to communicate more now that we are all around, you know, sitting at home instead of being in the office with each other. I, I think of this, I think there's two, two forms of this. The first is your, your own internal and the other is for other people. So, I think waking up after you've done your morning routine, your, your yoga, your meditation, your breakfast, your kids, whatever it is, setting goals Mm -hmm. for yourself, like being really clear about what you want to accomplish for your day. So what are your personal priorities and whether that's professional or personal, uh, and then making sure that you are aligned with your clients, with your colleagues, with your bosses about what their priorities are for you. And then you can find the balance between those two lists and move forward with your day more, more effectively. And okay. That's why she's with us. So she can succinct everything that we say. <laughs> yeah. My thing is that I actually have to set my goals for the next day at night because that helps me Great. be more productive in the morning. Uh, it's not something that I'm always good at. I'm still working on that, but what will happen is that it is not easy. Actually, my whole routine has changed completely because of all of this. And I don't need to get into all of that right now. But what's really challenging is getting up. And since I looked forward to going to the office, and so since mm-hmm. I don't have that to look forward to now, it's kind of a bummer. It's mm-hmm. a lot harder for me to get up now. And so if I don't have that list 
that's like, no, girl, you need to get up and take care of X, Y, Z. Like, it's so mm-hmm. easy to just be like, eh, I'll get to it later, you know? So mm-hmm. if you need that extra oomph to get out of bed and just to remember what your priorities are for the day, write them down at night. Um, Prob- perfect example of finding out how you work best. Every, all of us are going to work best in a different way. Stephanie is someone who sets her list the night before, wakes up super freaking ungodly early and gets started on that list. For me, it's, I, I don't like to do that the night before. It really helps me to put my whole mind into it the day of. Number 13. Let's talk about, damn it. Let's talk you about food, baby. baby. let's talk about you and me seriously let's talk about some food because the tendency is to mindlessly snack and i think using this time and working from home as an opportunity to be incredibly more mindful about how you consume anything food product television media whatever it is so for me it's 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 sticking to that schedule which speaks to another one of our 13 lucky lucky 13 tips is having a designated time for lunch having uh okay at four o'clock i'm gonna take a snack break at four i'm gonna go for a walk never it is snack i have never mindlessly snacked <laughs> i'm just saying like don't forget about that moment whoa whoa you've never i don't do that snacked? no no i mean not like like i'll i no like i'll like eat some pecans and that's it i mean I'm a I mindless snack if I don't yeah, set limits see, I'm, on myself. But it, for me, it's it's more about yeah. the structure. So it's if I don't if I haven't decided ahead of time that I'm going to have lunch with my husband at this time, we're going to yeah. have dinner at this time. Uh, it's a lot harder for me to stick yeah. to it. No, I agree. I totally like. That's what I mean. Is like let's plan for a snack time. Let's plan for lunch. Great. Let's like cook our lunch and just like you would if I'm going to take my lunch to work every day. Like still do that, but at home. You know, make your lunch mm-hmm. and have it ready for you in the fridge. And with that in mind, don't eat it. Don't at your eat at your whatever desk. workspace you've carved oh, out for yourself. I do do that sometimes, too. and I hate it. It's so gross. That's the worst. It's just the psychological it, it again. You know, think about how your brain works, and if you're working in bed, if you're yeah. eating in bed, if you're, it's just you're gonna start mixing yeah, work with play with, with family. Yeah, go to your table, <laughs> eat your food. Get yeah. a little couple healthy snacks. That's it. All right. So in summary, I'm going to sum this up really quick right now. Our lucky 13 were to one, wear your pants. Wear them. Two, routine is your friend. Three, present a clean space for backgrounds on video calls or designate a space particularly for work. And this is both visually and sound wise. So think about stray kids and dogs and cats. Wow, my kids are stray now. (laughs) (laughs) Number four, give yourself some grace. This is give yourself and others grace because this is all unprecedented territory for all of us right now. We're all coping in different ways. Five, if you're using new platforms or just platforms you're not familiar with, test them ahead of time. Yes. Six, Slack, we we presented as a great tool for communication across the team. You can easily search things, upload files so that you can go um, keep everything more organized than in an email chain. Number seven was monday.com, another project management tool that we found incredibly helpful for our weekly meetings. Number eight, hang out virtually. You know, to to our credit, our team has been doing a lot of these remote meetings and get-togethers for a while now, whether that be at our birthday parties or whether just for meetings in general. But create a space where you can do this just strictly for socialization. Don't come with an agenda or anything like that. Set up times to have happy hours or game nights or things like that. Like get social with virtual as well. Number nine, remember to take breaks throughout the day, create work blocks for yourself. Number 10, while you're taking those breaks, set strict limits on TV and on social media or no social media. So you don't go down any rabbit holes and look up and You've been watching cat videos for the past three hours. 11, find out what your own best day looks like. So maybe Hmm. we're not working the traditional eight to five hours right now, but find the times that are most productive for you that work the best with the household situation that you're dealing with right now. And just make sure that you clearly, clearly, clearly communicate that with your employer, your boss, your team, so that everyone is on the same page. Number 12, again, kind of piggybacking on number 11, specificity matters. 
make sure that you're setting those priority priorities for yourself, whether you do that the night before or the morning, or the morning of just making sure that you do that so you can keep yourself on track. And then everybody loves crossing something off the check checklist, get that little dopamine rush that we get when we complete something, do it. And number 13, we're so much closer to our pantries now than we ever were before. So <laughs> when it comes to food, just have a plan and stay in control of that plan, whether that means just having designated times that you're going to eat or eat with a spouse or eat with your family that are there at home with you, or just being like me and just being mindful of what it is that yeah. you're eating. And I'll be like, hmm, I do need apricots right now. Uh, so just like be in, in the mindset that those little temptations are a lot easier to have now. So to keep that in control as well. Um, so just a couple of resources that I wanted to talk on before I let Nosh kind of uh, unleash the Nosh on you is I really enjoyed <laughs> Seth Godin's blog lately. They've been oh uh, really inspirational in terms of just like keeping yeah. us with that level head and reminding us that we're all in this together. They're really short and sweet. I highly recommend subscribing to that blog. And another one is Brene Brown, who is quite frankly, my spirit animal. I feel like she, uh, she just started this new pad- podcast on the heels of the pandemic and it's called unlocking. And her very first episode is about, it's called FFT, which I'll save the suspense for you guys <laughs> to know what that stands for. But it was definitely a message that I needed to hear in this time right now. And so I highly recommend just listening to that one for sure. And continuing to listen to that one. Cause she just always really has a great humanizing dealing with stressful times and vulnerability and, hard choices and things like that. So I definitely recommend that as well. So Nosh, without further ado. (laughs) Uh, This is as much a reminder for everyone listening as for myself. uh, And that's to take advantage of this time. What we have been given here is a gift. Uh, It's under less than ideal circumstances, but never before in my lifetime and most of our lifetimes will we be asked to stay home, to slow down, to take a really good look at our lives and our routines and our, the way that we work. And um, I think that if we don't treat this time mm-hmm. as a gift, then all we get is the bad stuff. So there's a global pandemic. It's incredibly serious. Um, all of our parents are at, at, in the at-risk group. And if we only focus on how scary and crappy it is that we're stuck here and the stores are out of toilet paper mm-hmm. and whatever, it, we don't get any of the good stuff that can come from this too. So taking advantage of this time, whether that's exploring how you can optimize your routine, whether it's learning something new, whether it's practicing a skill you've always wanted to learn. Um, If you have an idea, now is a great time to pursue that idea. Uh, Finding new ways to connect with people, forming a club, joining a book club, forming your own. Um, this, I think this is a really cool time to, to pursue these ideas that we feel like we've never have Mm -hmm. time for. I mean, how many of us, are constantly saying, I'm just so busy. Well, guess what? All of a sudden, everybody has free time. <laughs> uh, so I think using this time to also prioritize your mental and physical well-being so we can use it for, for a lot of personal and professional benefits. Um, two cool historical mm-hmm. references that I came across. Uh, the first was Isaac Newton. So bubonic plague hit in 1665 when he was in his early 20s. Classes were canceled. He retreated to his family estate. Uh, and he, of course, didn't have to worry about responding to emails or <laughs> video conferencing <laughs> in his classes. <laughs> uh, but he had basically no structure and total free time. And during this period, he developed the early foundations of calculus. He developed theories on optics while playing with prisms in his room. And this was also when his theory of gravity gravity germinated. Mm. Um, If that's not inspiring, then how about William Shakespeare? Um, During the plague, he composed King Lear, Macbeth, Antony, and Cleopatra, all in the year that the the theaters were closed due to... No pressure, Lynn manuel so, Miranda. Yeah. <laughs> I know. We better get some amazing art during this time. Yeah. Uh, and then this is kind of a pivot, but relevant certainly to some of the, the tips that we shared above. 
So uh, this next piece is inspired from a podcast called Hidden Brain, Shankar Vedante. And it's a recent episode, and it's about the dangers of watching but never doing. And I know that when I want to learn something new, I'm learning how to sew. For instance, um, I started crocheting last week when we're cooking. We often go to YouTube and we watch videos. But there's this real danger of just watching but never doing. And so you never actually learn what it takes to, to gain a skill but you get the idea in your head that you actually are able to do it. So here we are, 2020, we have unprecedented access to skilled performances of other people, but watching them can create an illusion of actually acquiring that skill. And there's been studies and they, they tell us that the more you merely watch others perform a skill without actually practicing it, the more you nonetheless believe that you could perform oh that God. skill just as well. So your actual abilities, of course, don't improve merely by watching others. They just increase your confidence that you would be able to do that thing if you had to. Uh, so with that in mind, it's incredibly important that we're not just watching other people do the things we want to learn. We actually have to stop watching and start doing ourselves. Oh God, please keep that in mind for your kids because that's what they're doing a lot of too. And I know that they may have some extra screen time with, with everything that's going on as schools figure out distant learning and, and issues like that. So just, this is a great time to also encourage your kids to do what they're learning too, and not just have them watching YouTube. I mean, I think about the story where Molly said she wanted to make cake balls. And I said, have you done that before? And she told me, yes, but turns out she hadn't. She had just seen it on TikTok. And did the cake balls turn out? <laughs> no. So... <laughs> Nice. Like classic Pinterest yeah. fail. Oh, nice. <laughs> Boy. Yeah. But mm -hmm. I'm glad. So just a reminder to myself yes. and to others to to take advantage by by doing and not just So I can't just keep do. watching Beyonce dance. I actually have to dance <laughs> to get better. Yes. And on that note, we should also be realistic <laughs> about just how far we can go. <laughs> Darn. Uh <laughs> well, I'm glad that you took us on the the positive, the positive, because there's so many things, there's so much about the situation that is terrifying and scary and uncertain. And uncertainty, I think, in itself makes things more fearful mm -hmm. than sure. um, than maybe the reality at all times. Not that I'm saying that there's not a real threat or anything like that, but like fear just has a crazy way of just making us unhinged a little bit. But uh, you know, one of the things that I tried to that I tried to convey in one of the last conversations that we had is that like this is this is scary time. This is a time of uncertainty, but this is the first time I think the entire world can say that we're going through this together as mm -hmm. a globe, as a global community. And for me, and sometimes it's just kind of made me feel more connected and to know that I am going through what you're going through and mm -hmm. what. Tia's going through and Steven's going through, you know, it's like, we're all kind of going through this in our own way. And so it's just, it's nice to at least, we have a lot more in common now than I think than we knew that we had before, but now just bringing that home. And as one of our core values is about curating connections, I wish that it hadn't been COVID-19 that curated yeah. these connections, but I'm still, uh, I'm so glad that we're going. So grateful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. In one day, FOMO was like removed from our lives. Like nobody, everybody is missing out. So there's yeah. no fear of missing out. <laughs> we're collectively missing out together. So yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed our top 13 for you. We enjoyed putting them down. I know that there's a ton of, you could Google this and get a thousand million results already oh, sure. now with all of this, but we wanted to put our personal flair and personal touch to it. Nosh, I'm so glad that you had the time to, to join us today. This has been special for us to have the three of us together. So thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you for sure. Love it. Love it. And uh, yeah. So I hope that everyone enjoyed these and please, if you have other ones that you found in yeah. your experience, share too, them. I want to hear them on social media and I want to share too. So yeah. Now more than ever, don't be a knowledge hoarder. No. Share your, share share, your share, good share. stuff. <laughs> so see you next time. Bye-bye. We hope you enjoyed today's episode. Never miss out on future episodes by signing up for The Lab Notes, formerly the Water Nerd Newsletter. 
This is your one-stop shop for the podcast, Catalyst, and all things Watercom's revolution. Sign up at roguewaterlab.org. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram at roguewaterlab. Plus, still keep up with the H2Duo shenanigans at the underscore H2Duo. Don't forget to share with your friends and fellow water nerds so we can continue to grow the tribe. Remember, it doesn't matter if you're a water communicator, educator, or an engineer or operator. You are a communicator. As public health stewards, we have a responsibility to the people we serve to have our comms game on point, to build the trust and support necessary to create a resilient water future. Investing in comms is an investment in yourself and your organization. Why? Because just like what one of our favorite quotes says, those who tell the stories rule the world. world.